0: So I have the pleasure today to talk with Jason Bernard. Jason is an entrepreneur, Google expert, professional musician, screenwriter, songwriter, and a cartoon blue dog. And yes. there's more, but we, we're going to get to that, I'm sure, during, during the yeah, podcast. Yes, a,
1: a long <laughs> life uh, with my white beard and uh, a lot of different things along the way. Um, I've <laughs> tried my hand at many, many, many things. And one of my specialities now is branding. So that's why I'm on the show, I think.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us, Jason. Uh, let's start with a bit of a background. You mentioned the long white beard.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is actually quite new. Um, I, mm. I, I lost my hair on the top in my late 20s, and it took me another 20 years to figure out that I should grow a beard, because then <laughs> it, it, it makes up for the not having the hair on top. Um, and I quite like it now. Uh, it, it took a while to get used to. But I, I started my career as an economist in Liverpool. Uh, played the Cavern Club where the Beatles famously played. Uh, wow. I was in a band. Then I became a pref- professional musician in France in a, funk- a folk punk band uh, playing the double bass and singing and writing songs. We released four wow. albums. I think we sold about 40,000 copies in total. Uh, nice. Played 600 gigs 10,000 times. I played in the street. We used to play in the metro in Paris and we would jump in the metro train, play a song, cool. take the hat round, jump off again. And we made a pretty I good. Love living. That. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And it teaches you uh, how to make how, how to put on a show because mm-hmm. your living depends on you putting on a show all the time. And it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, we we made a reasonably good living. Uh, and then I switched over to children's music oh, because well. in the band, we were folk punk musicians and we would sit in the van and discuss uh, what our nightmare audience would be. And everybody said children. <laughs> And I remember sitting there thinking, well, actually, I quite like it. And so <laughs> I, I then moved on and, and did children's music. And that was where the blue dog came in. I wrote the songs. Um, we couldn't mm-hmm. sign to a, a record label. And so my ex-wife created the characters Buwan Koala, a uh, blue dog and a yellow koala. And we started making cartoons with the songs and uh, Korea took off. <laughs> it was brilliant. We made a, a whole TV <laughs> series of 52 episodes for ITV International. And it was wow. aired in 25 countries. Um, and it was an awful lot of fun. And then I became the brand SERP guy, and I specialize in branding on Google. And because I've been working in the internet since 1998, I launched my first website uh, two months after Google was incorporated. So I've been oh. working alongside Google for the whole time.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. And how did you make that transition from the blue dog to the the yeah Google guy? <laughs>
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Because the Blue Dog and Yellow Koala were phenomenally successful online. It started as a website that became a TV series rather than the other way around. And we ended up with 5 million visits and 100 million page views a month on the website in 2007, when the web was relatively smaller than it is today. Um, mm-hmm. And so when that ended, I segued into a Google specialist and now a branding specialist. Uh, so I've mastered the art and science of SEO, let's say. And I now use SEO search engine optimization as a technique to package a brand to present mm. it on Google rather than a strategy to get to, to get to the top of Google. I use SEO as a branding mm. on Google strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll get back to that. I'm just making a note because I have questions on that. But uh, <laughs> before that, I'll, I want to talk a little bit about. So you have your own name as a, as a domain and as a personal brand, and you also have your brand CaliCube. So, to yes. tell me a bit about one the reason to have both, and yeah, and how did you come up with the name for CaliCube as well?
1: Right. Well, I, I was my own brand for a long time. I I was a, a an individual entrepreneur. I think it's called in France, and my company was called Jason Barnard EIRL, mm. and that's hugely confusing for Google because it doesn't <laughs> understand the difference between the person and the company. And to be honest, I think a lot of uh, small businesses and auto entrepreneurs don't see the difference between themselves and their companies. And it's really important to retain that that distinction in your mind, both for mm-hmm. your clients, but also for Google, um, because there is a difference between you and your company, even if your company is just you. Mm-hmm. Um, so from my perspective, as Alicube, as the Brand SERP and Knowledge Panel Specialists, we specialize in what your audience sees when they Google your company name or your personal name. Obviously, if it's the same, mm. you're, 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 you're seeing both. But we need to educate Google that there are two distinct ideas here. One is my personal life and the other is my company life. Mm. And so what I then did was create a company called Cadicube, uh, which means we now have two different domains and it really helps me separate who I am from who the company mm-hmm. is.
0: And it also gives you that freedom, I would imagine, because uh, like you seem like somebody who's you know getting up to a lot of different things. So if mm-hmm. tomorrow you decide to do something else, you, know, you, you can, you're not limited, yes. and CaliCube can do its thing.
1: That, yeah, that's hugely important. And I think we underestimate it. And I didn't make the point sufficiently strongly uh, in the sense that what you're saying is, is so true, is I am a multifaceted human being who has a mm-hmm. personal life and a professional life. And has a history with lots of different jobs over the time. And the company is an entity, a thing that does serves its clients for brand serps, mm. and knowledge panels. So I become I, I, I need to be able to cover the music, the Blue Dog, the, the economy, and mm. what I do for the company. And that distinction is phenomenally important.
0: Mm. And the the name CaliCube. How did you come up with it? What what was the reasoning there?
1: Uh, well, I decided to create CaliCube because I wanted to really specialize in brand serps. SERP search engine results page. What your audience sees when they Google your brand name. And I started doing that because in 90, sorry, in 2013, when you Googled my name, it said at the top, mm. Jason Barnard is a cartoon blue dog because that's what <laughs> Google had understood. And I realized it was very bad for my personal business, Jason Barnard E I R L. Mm. So I set about changing Google's perception of me from being a blue dog to being a digital marketer and a brand, a, a brand expert. Um, and so I created Calicube as part of that strategy. Mm-hmm. And I, integrated Jason Barnard EIRL into CaliCube, explained that to Google, said now it's a company and it's this name. And the the name CaliCube comes from the fact that I could have called the company um, SEO Specialists Incorporated. Mm -hmm. And I could have been playing on the idea that people know immediately what it is I do, or the company does. Rather, I've just made the mistake of associating myself with my company. People immediately know SEO Specialists Incorporated, we're going to be doing SEO for your company. Mm -hmm. With CaliCube, you've got no idea what we do. Mm -hmm. And that's the debate. Do I call a dog a dog, for example, or do I call it the fluffy ball of fur? Mm. And if I call it the fluffy ball of fur, flirt fur, I have the advantage that I can create the meaning that I want. Mm-hmm. So CaliCube, using a unique name that doesn't actually correspond to what it is I do directly, allows me to create the image in your mind of mm-hmm. who I am and how I can serve you and why you might like me. If I call myself SEO consultant or SEO experts incorporated, the image is already there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a choice. And I mean, Kelly and Cube comes from, Cali for me is quality and Cube is square, solid, reliable. And we have a, mm-hmm. a logo that's a falcon, multiple colors. And the falcon is a strong bird that flies and the colors mm-hmm. are joyful and happy and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And so I hope we've built this Cali Cube with the falcon together becomes strength, flight, solidity with kindness and color.
0: Mm, wonderful. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it it does also yeah, go back into the, maybe I'm just on a wave today, but <laughs> to, to me, it goes back to that freedom also that it gives you, because mm. you mentioned like one, if you call yourself the SEO, whatever, a specialist, you're just one of... However, many like that. And with that, and also you are limiting yourself to, okay, that's what we do. And then you're going to have to get yourself out of that box each time and tell people, oh, I also do, you know, branding consultancy or I can also help with whatever. So that is something that, like you said, I I feel is very good, especially with made up names or names that are words that are not so like translated words into other languages or mashed up words. Mm. It gives you exactly that opportunity to create the meaning yourself and then own it. And then
1: it's really unique. Yes, no, 100%. And I, I'm really glad we did that. I mean, it, it's a choice and you need to make the choice that makes sense to you. And I like to look at it as a crowd of people. If mm-hmm. I call myself what I am, for example, SEO Experts Incorporated, I'm in the middle of the crowd fighting to get to the front. Mm-hmm. If I call myself CaliCube, I leave the crowd and I'm trying to mm-hmm. encourage people to follow me. Mm-hmm. And the two mindsets are very, very different. Both, both are huge struggles to get to, to get either to the front of the crowd or to get the crowd to follow you or get a crowd mm-hmm. around you. But that's your choice from my perspective in, in the brand name that you choose. Either mm. I try to get to the front of the crowd and lead it, or I leave the crowd and encourage people to follow me. And the crowd that then follows me, I would hope, and this is what I'm banking on, is a crowd that appreciates who we are and appreciates the message that we're putting across. And we, we can create the message we want. And as you said, we can pivot to different kind of business offerings as well. Mm
0: and on on domain names um and on brand actually I, I think and that sort of follows logically on on what we were saying here I think that because you said you you can choose one or the other and there's no you know one size or one way of doing things It's all yeah. obviously it depends on whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And um, when I talk to people about their domain name strategy, and they always expect me to say, well, you should absolutely have, you know, a .com domain name that matches your brand exactly, da, 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 which is in a huge part of the case, is the case, but it really depends on what is that business trying to achieve. And mm. I find that, that similar to your case, like if you are building, for example, now it's very many people do dropshipping, for example, and yeah. they would set up a site relatively quickly, get some you know paid advertising, turn some numbers and sell the website or just set up another one. So yeah. there are those short-lived Kind of brands i don't know if you can even call it a brand at that stage so for them obviously it doesn't make sense to invest a lot in the brand itself because no. you know they they they're working on paid advertising they they kind of yeah dragging people from here there everywhere social media selling some stuff either selling the website or just setting up another one yeah obviously it doesn't make sense but if you are in business for sort of a long term you definitely then you know, the answer is obvious. you would have to invest in your brand and, and hmm. create, um, well, create and manage a real brand. So I'm interviewing myself here. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I, I agree with everything you just said and, uh, building a brand it's it's, is my business long-term or not. And if it's long-term, hmm. you need to build a brand. And I would suggest that a unique brand, it's a huge effort, but it's well worth it when you get there. I mean, Uh, The company's existed for seven years, but I didn't really work on the brand. And we've been working on the brand for two years now. Very, 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 very hard. Mm. And we've got that. And what we've done is we've created the content to create the image that we want to project. And then we've used SEO techniques to educate Google so that it presents us to our audience the way we want. So Mm. now the volume of searches for CaliCube is going up. And that's where we really are starting to win because people searching the term CaliCube are definitely looking for us. Mm. And then what we, ne- we can do is manage what, Google's, what Google shows them. And if, once again, we come back to the SEO consultancy incorporated, I will be competing with SEO consultants in general. So it's very difficult mm. for me to then project through Google my brand message to my audience. Mm. Um, and the, I think the struggle to create the content that gives that strong brand message that you want is a big struggle but it does make sure that you know what you're talking about you know who you're talking to and you know what you're trying to communicate to them And i think from a business perspective that's hugely powerful it's a painful process but it's hugely Mm. powerful
0: something that i'm thinking now as you you're talking about how you focus on helping individuals or brands um craft what comes up when people google their name or their brand name and i'm thinking a lot of or at least in my experience, I think a lot of people don't actually even think about that. All no. they think about is, I want to just be on top. Yep. And they, they, they're they not even... And I really like the way um you are sort of describing it that, no, you actually have to think about it, not just, you know, I need to come up on top because, you know, ultimately you can even just pay it and come up on top, Yeah. Like, who cares? Right. And not to mention that it's easier than following, you know, whatever algorithm change and whatever rules apply and et cetera, mm. et cetera. But the important thing is is that, I guess, it's to own your brand and your image and yeah. make sure that's exactly the content. <laughs> so how, how do you do that? But
1: it, it, it's surprisingly simple. Um, I, I call that your Google business card and you need to design it. But what we do is design a Google business card for you or your company. We make sure that that Google business card is positive, accurate, and convincing when your audience Googles your personal name or your brand name. And of course, the starting point is always your own website. Mm. You want to get that to the top. And a lot of SEOs say, well, I've got to the top, job done. Mm. Um, Job is not done. There is the rest of the search engine results page to deal with. And also what we call the knowledge panel, which is the informational panel on the right hand side, which is becoming Mm. increasingly dominant on Google. If you search my name, Jason Barnard, J-A-S-O-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, you will see a lot of information on the right-hand side on your desktop computer. Mm. That's a knowledge panel. It's Google's understanding of the facts about me. And it's building those for every company and every person, whether you like it or not. So mm. you need to take control to make sure Google's understood the facts because that base, that real estate on your brand Serp, is much bigger than mm. your website. And it's the Google's facts. About you, it's what Google has understood. It's Google's stamp of approval. If you have a great knowledge panel with factual information, rich images, um, a great description, associated um, companies or people at the bottom, if you have that, then you look hugely impressive to your audience. It's Google's Mm. stamp of approval, and your website is obviously you, but that's a third party Google vouching Mm. for you. Hugely important, and that understanding starts once again from your website, but you need to communicate to Google through your website, who you are, what you are doing, which audience you serve, so that it can mm. represent you to your audience in the way that you want. Obviously, you can say anything. So Google doesn't just believe what you say on your website. It mm. goes around the web and corroborates what it is you're saying. So you need to make sure that your entire digital ecosystem, every mention of your brand or yourself as a person, is consistent with the message that you're giving on your website. So that means if you're focusing on getting Google to understand who you are, what you do and which audience you serve, you're necessarily cleaning up your digital ecosystem and projecting a clear, consistent message to your audience. It's hugely mm. powerful. And I call that building your digital strategy from the brand Serp outward.
0: Mm. I love that because and uh, me I had too. an interview <laughs> <laughs> I had an interview earlier, and it was actually it's kind of a recurring theme in a lot of my interviews without me actually meaning it but that um, we end up always highlighting that like you should be like your brand your business it's ultimately for your customers for your users so your content should be for them your uh, obviously your product is for them and and it should be all around that and the rest of everything around it like the social media the google the all of that those are tools to use either to attract those people or to communicate something to them. And I love the way you just said uh, you use your website to communicate that information to Google or generally search engines. And I think a lot of people uh, have lost their minds on doing it the other way around, where they focus on, on, you know, those keywords, those results, those metrics, I'm appearing here like that, there like that. And it becomes a mess instead Mm. of Exactly what you said. Instead of saying no, that that is my brand, that is my website. Get it all clear, and you know there where I actually own it and own the the content. So that's my message, and then make sure that's understood and communicated everywhere else.
1: Right, 100. You you mentioned pushing out your brand message and your content to your audience on social media channels, on Mm. on on third party websites. Google brings all of that together, and that Mm. result that you look at, you you can just look at your brand search, look at that result for your brand name or your personal name. You can immediately see. Are you you hitting the right buttons? Are you Mm. consistent? Does it make sense? And if we come back one step as well, we were talking about unique brand names and creating your own meaning for your brand name. It's also true for Google. If you're educating Google, I I like to talk about Google as a child. Mm. It wants to understand the world and we need to educate it about our little corner of the internet. It wants to understand Mm. the whole world. It doesn't have a concept of notability. It has a concept of, I want to understand. And it will try to understand you whether you make an effort or not. So you Mm. need to make the effort to make sure it can clearly understand who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve. And the great thing about the brand name is if you have that unique brand name, once it's understood who you are, it can then start to understand the topics for which you're relevant Mm. and helpful to its users. And at that point, it can start to match. As you said, uh, people want to be at the top of the search results. Best way to be at the top of the search results today is to be the expert, the authority, and trustworthy within the niche that you can truly serve the subset Mm. of Google's users who are your audience. Google wants to match your offers to their needs. And the way it can do that is through understanding your brand and understanding the services and products you offer or the content you offer and which audience that is going to serve. And as you can see, immediately, this child can match and Mm. create that relationship. So you need to build understanding of its brain, brain in inverted commas. You need to get it to understand your topicality, get it to understand that you're an expert, you're authoritative, and that you're trustworthy. So that it will recommend you, its users, when they're searching on Google Anywhere. And the best Mm. way to uh, gauge whether Google's understood, whether it trusts you, whether it thinks you're authoritative and what your topicality is, is search your own name and look at the results and see if it corresponds to what you think it Mm. is.
0: And so on that, what are some mistakes that you see entrepreneurs often make in that space?
1: Being unclear um, is is the, the huge Huge, huge mistake that uh, people and companies make, being in- inconsistent. Consistency mm. is absolutely key. Uh, another is chasing, chasing the traffic volume on Google. People see mm. a keyword and they say, I want to, to rank for white paint, let's say. Mm. If, you, if, you, if you can't serve the needs of the user searching white paint, there is no point in ranking for it. In fact, it will be counterproductive because Google will start to then misunderstand what it is you do. Mm. You need to stick on topic. Cover your topic incredibly well and not get obsessed by the idea that you want to get to the top at all costs for all of these different keywords mm. and what I hear a lot of people say is if I rank for that keyword, perhaps I can then convince the user to come over and yeah. want my services. You say you need to rank for the search term where the user already needs your services, mm. even if it's small volume, it's quality and it's mm. relevant, and you can really help those people That's what mm. Google's looking for too um. So from that perspective, the huge mistake, both from an SEO perspective, but also from a digital marketing, marketing and branding perspective is not being consistent and not sticking on topic. Mm,
0: Absolutely. And yeah, we're back to like being authentic and and exactly sticking to to what you're actually doing instead of trying to chase results at all costs.
1: Yeah, I like the word authentic as well, because you can't pretend to be somebody you're not over a very long period of time. And you Mm. certainly can't do it online when Google's looking over your shoulder the entire time. (laughs) You'll trip up at some point. And one thing that we try to do at CaliCube, we've got a team of uh, 14 people, including me. So I had to add them all up, um, Mm. is we talk a lot and we discuss a lot. And we have found what I really enjoy about CaliCube now is there is a CaliCube voice Mm. that doesn't belong to me. It's very close to my voice, but it's the team who have built that voice. So Mm. now CaliCube represents something that isn't Meet. And it's authentic because the team is actually like that. So when you see these fun, mm. delightful social media posts or newsletters that you sign up for our newsletter, you get these great newsletters that I don't write. Um, mm. And we are truly—we uh, just created the team page a few weeks ago, and we have uh, Katrina had the idea of having hashtags. We've got three: mm. smart, fun, courageous. <laughs> That's CaliCube. That's the CaliCube team. Mm.
0: Well, that makes me think: what parts do? Um, like when most companies, obviously they have a team, it's not one one man band. and those teams, they have social networks and and they share content constantly, whether it is or isn't. and in some way, I guess if you I mean, we literally spend more time working than we spend at home. So it is related to the company. Should a business try to to in some way curate that content, encourage it? Like, what, what what are your tips on that?
1: That's a really great question. Um, yes is the answer. Um, if if your team, uh, if the members of your team are actually truly interested in what they do, then it's well worth doing. If they're just doing a job to make money, then it isn't worth doing because you're going to distract both your audience mm. and Google. So you need to look at your team and say, well, who's who's here for the long haul? Who's here because they really love it? Who's here who would do this in their own personal time if they didn't have it as a job? Mm. Those are very valuable people in terms of then saying, well, we can we can curate this and we can use it. Because Google works on a concept, I mean I mentioned earlier on expertise, authority and trustworthiness. Mm. That's what Google's term. It's basically credibility, mm-hmm. but they break it down into expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. That applies to the brand. Is it expert, authoritative, and trustworthy? The person creating the content, so your team, are they expert, authoritative and trustworthy, or me as an author? And then is the content expert. Mm. So if you, if you look at that middle one, the, the, the author or the creator, if you can get both your audience on board with the fact that, for example, Elisa does case studies, she writes case studies, so we put her name on it, that makes mm. the CaliCube team more real, it makes the content more real, and it demonstrates both to my, our, our audience, I said mine, but CaliCube, CaliCube's audience that it's, it's not just Jason, this is this is our catchphrase of the moment, because most <laughs> people associate Halley Cube with me because it was just mm. me. And for two years now, it's not just Jason. But we've only just realized that that's a huge problem in terms of both our audience and in terms of Google. So we're mm. changing that. Halley Cube, it's not just Jason, it's 14 amazing people, including Jason. Mm.
0: For some reason, I had that image now of because uh, you started with Katoon, I think you just put that in my head. So now I have a cartoon in my head with, with <laughs> like your office with yourself as you are now and 13 more people walking around with t shirt written not Jason on <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Oh, that's <laughs> delightful! I love that. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that. Now I've got that image in my head, and it's not going to disappear go. for there you know, Christmas. Yes, Christmas
0: is coming. You, you can you can make some presents like for, for your team.
1: <laughs> so, uh, and I think it is really really important. I mean, I've gone from entrepreneur to company and i kind of missed missed the step and Mm. it really is literally just a couple of months now where i kind of think it can't just be me it's a company and the company has its own voice and it's evolved Mm. i mean you don't build a team overnight it's taken two years Mm, Um, and i i thought oh i'll just find 10 wonderful people and we'll have a brilliant team and it'll take a couple of months two years Mm. later we have a wonderful team and a brilliant team but it's been step by step some people have come and gone some people have stayed and we've built a team around an attitude and the idea of courageous. To work for CaliCube, you have to be courageous because we're building an entire niche industry. As you said, nobody's thought about brand search. 25 Mm. years of the internet and people haven't thought about what appears or specialised in what appears when somebody Googles your your brand name. The whole point of branding and marketing is to get people to know your name. Mm. So the whole point of your marketing strategy is to get people to search your name. So that's a hugely important result. Mm. And Andrea Volpini, a company called WordLegger, says, we're building the plane as we fly,
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) which I love.
0: (laughs) And that takes
1: enormous courage. So we're building the plane as we fly. It takes courage. Um, You need to be smart because this is complicated. It's it's surprisingly simple and yet a very complex and deep topic. As soon as you start diving Mm. into it, you realize how complex and deeply interesting it becomes very, very quickly. Mm. And if you don't have fun when you're doing it, what's the point? Yeah,
0: I can totally relate to... yeah. Your frustration there like oh it's been 25 years and people are just realizing and it's crazy how 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 some things that are really at the like you said at the heart of the internet it's literally what it it is for <laughs> and and i get the same thing with domains i'm like yeah but you know it's been it's, it's been like nearly 30 years and and we're still like I'm i'm still having to explain to people what is it And why is it important? It's like, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and and talking about domains, I mean, one of the things I wanted to share was that um, even though CaliCube is a unique name, somebody had reserved calicube.com because all of those short domains.com have been reserved by people who are hoping that at some point somebody will think, well, create a company called that, which is exactly Mm. what this person did. And then Mm. I contacted them and they asked me for $6,000 and I didn't pay. And I built my entire brand on calicube.pro thinking, I don't care about the .com. <laughs> and there are, there are two problems that we hit that I hadn't realised initially. Number one is I I on I CaliCube Pro, but people still expected it to be CaliCube.com. Google was ranking CaliCube.com that didn't belong to me. Out. <laughs> it, 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 it is it, it is problematic. If the person who owns the domain tries to rank for your brand name, they have a reasonably good chance of ranking because mm. Google will think there are two different entities here called CaliCube, and I want to give my, my user the opportunity to visit either of them. Mm. So it, it, it's natural that Google will tend to do that. So um, getting into somebody else's brand search is actually not very difficult if you really put your mind to it. So that's a huge problem. The next problem along was that I focused on CaliCube.pro. So I communicated CaliCube Pro. Mm. Then the person with CaliCube.com dropped the price to $1,200. And then oh, I bought it. it.
0: Yeah, well, we got a really good deal. I mean, I'm, I'm literally I'm working with names that are kind of in the six figures and up. So to get right, your brand okay, name right.
1: for that, yeah. So I was terribly, <laughs> terribly lucky, and I I think the person just thought there's only one person who could buy this domain, and it's Jason for CaliQ, mm. the company. So they dropped the price. Whereas in fact, if they're stuck at six thousand, I would have ended up paying six thousand anyway because I was <laughs> I was having such a problem with it. And then Not what absolutely. happened? is I then had to rebrand across the entire internet from CaliCube Pro to CaliCube. And that was a hugely difficult task because I'd created an enormous digital footprint. And so I built a platform that analyzes Google to figure out your digital footprint, creates a prioritized list of all the mentions of your brand. You can just go around Uh and correct it all. So rebranding becomes an absolute piece of cake. But Uh I built it to do it for myself for CaliCube.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, because I can imagine that's a problem. And especially if you look at smart branding... Um, we have a whole section of rebrands and another one of upgrades because that's pretty much the people that we work with, the entrepreneurs we work with are exactly oftentimes in your position. So they either, like they went with a name that they chose and they love and decided that's what it's going to be called. They didn't get the dot com. They went through the process that you went and actually some a lot worse, you know, you you kind of quoted. I guess. <clears throat> I mean, if you imagine like you you had the, those issues but like if you're i don't know if you're handling people's financial information they're sending emails to the com instead of the yeah. pro or whatever that's it can be let's yeah can be a lot um, more problematic so um a lot of a lot of people are rebranding or just upgrading the domain which in terms of search engine i guess it's seen as the same thing it's a change you know the yeah search
1: and, and and that's exactly it. i mean and caliq Pro is actually a SaaS platform that's used for managing brand SERPs, educating Google to get the knowledge panel, but also hugely powerful for rebranding. Um, mm. And we found that it's it's incredibly efficient because we basically just asked Google where is this brand mentioned that's important to you? Google sees mm. more of the web than anybody else. And so we can produce this prioritized list. And Elisa, who is the team lead of Calicube Pro Dunfuse Services, went through the manual process that I had gone through before I built the machine. Mm -hmm. And it took her 12 hours to build my digital ecosystem, Jason Barnard. Then we set the machine on it. The machine did it in 10 minutes. (laughs) It got 40% 40 more that she had missed, even though Mm -hmm. she's really smart. And it prioritized it all. So we just went through when I wanted to change, I wanted to change some information about myself. And it took me Mm -hmm. three hours just going through 75 results that Google thought were important Mm -hmm. to get Google to understand me from a different perspective. It stopped seeing me as Jason Barnard, professional musician, and saw me as mm. Jason Barnard, author. And right now I'm doing another rebrand of myself, <laughs> which is because it's not just Jason at CaliCube anymore, it's Jason Barnard, founder and CEO of CaliCube, mm. rather than author, so that I can focus on the the, the, the company. Mm. So we've, we've gone through these multiple rebranding processes, and it's so smooth, so easy, so fast, and so effective.
0: I'm glad because we mentioned the yeah, I'm. I'm glad we mentioned that because I actually wasn't aware of it, and now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, that can be relevant to a huge part of our audience in that case.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I only just occurred to me as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't planned that at all, but it, it rebranding. It's perfect. I was talking to. Uh, Olga on a on a on a podcast, and she was asking about changing her name to her married name, and mm. saying that's a huge problem for me potentially. And the answer mm. to that is no, it's not. If you use something like CaliCube Pro, you get all those lists. You go through all the sources, and you change the name. Um, essentially, the changing to to a married name is a rebranding. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you can do it consistently across the web, and here's the trick: if you can do it consistently across the web in one single day, Google will see a, a consistent message change from one thing to another, from one day to another, mm. then you've actually really quickly nailed its understanding. And in a couple of weeks, it will, it will understand and it will rebrand you as a person mm. or as a company. And I think companies miss the opportunity that CaliQ Pro offers because they think, I know my digital ecosystem, I can just go through it. Mm. But you don't know your digital ecosystem because yeah. people talk about you and you don't know it. And you don't know yeah. what's important to Google. You don't know what's important to your audience. And I would argue the prioritized list that Google gives us is also the priority for your audience and therefore mm. for you.
0: Mm. Well, that's what, that's what they see, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if Google says this is important, it's saying it's important for your audience as it understands your audience. Mm. And if Google's getting it wrong, then you're pro- you've are you probably got a very messy digital footprint mm. and you need to clean it up anyway.
0: So, yeah, my next question is going to be, what is the type of uh, company that should be reaching out to you? One that has a messy footprint, obviously, is one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Companies with a messy footprint, uh, companies who are rebranding, companies who acquire other companies because Mm -hmm. you then need to explain that to Google. And the thing about knowledge panels, that information box on the right-hand side, as I said, Google is building them for every company and every person. Mm -hmm. You need to take control now because if Google misunderstands today, it's going to be hugely more difficult to correct it Mm -hmm. in a couple of years' time because that information is going to be ingrained in its brain. Mm -hmm. So you need to take control of Google's understanding of who you are, what you're doing, which audience you serve today. And that representation is the knowledge panel on the right-hand side and the brand SERP on the left-hand side. And you can think of it this way. The knowledge panel is as understood by Google, the Mm right-hand side of the the search engine results page. The left-hand side is Google's recommendations. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it that way, it's really easy to manage.
0: And so um, I'm going to try to wrap it up, but just so that entrepreneurs know that they have a problem, is that the way to to check them? Just Google their brand name or Google their their own name?
1: hundred percent. If you... Google your personal name or your brand name. When you do it, you think, what do I see? What did I expect to see? What do I want to see? Mm. And they're never the same. I've been working on my personal brand search for 10 years, and it's now pretty much exactly what I want to see, what I want Mm. my audience to see. And it's very, 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 very stable. It's very difficult for anybody else to get onto that Mm. brand search. Because Google has understood that this is the information that makes sense to me, makes sense to my audience, therefore makes sense to Google when it's presenting me to my audience. And that Mm. stability takes years to build. And when you've got it, there's an immense feeling of security. Mm. And there's an immense protection. A friend of mine, Katrina McKinnon, suggested that that stable, quality, relevant brand SERP is your insurance against every Google update Mm. because Google's understood who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve. Therefore, the algorithm updates that it makes are much, much, much less likely to hurt you.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and definitely makes a lot more sense, like the way you've described it throughout. Actually, this this uh, podcast, throughout this interview, that it's a it's a concrete, organized effort mm. in in owning your content, owning your brand, and and feeding and contributing that content, as opposed to just running out after algorithm changes and metrics. Yeah. It's it beautifully put. Yeah. Smarter, yeah.
1: Yeah. and 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 well, I mean, once again, I can't believe that in twenty five years. I'm the only person who's thought of this, um, mm. but it appears to be the case unless somebody pops up <laughs> suddenly and says, I've been doing this for years. But so far, that <laughs> hasn't happened. Um, and that. People, people aren't kind of jumping on the opportunity to work with CaliCube. Obviously, I would always say that because it's my company, but I don't understand why brands don't want to work with us or they think that there might be a question of whether they should work with us. Not because I think everybody should work with them. I mean, it sounds kind of pretentious, but... Mm. It, it's so obvious and it makes so much sense. Why wouldn't you do it? And then mm. you get a lot of people, I talk a lot with the SEO community, they say, well, we can do it with SEO. Mm. And I would argue that your brand SERP is about branding, marketing, and SEO in that order. Mm. So yeah. the SEO is simply a tool for packaging the branding and the marketing for Google. Mm, SEO in and of that, itself yeah. is meaningless. Yeah. Ooh, that, no, because you end I, up I, I always, net, Sorry.
0: Yeah. No, sorry. No, it's exactly that. You you end up with the, the that sort of a running after let's appear here, let's appear yeah. there, and let's say that because it will, you know, please whatever algorithm. It's, it, it's just like running like crazy in different directions. Well, without a direction, without a
1: purpose. Yeah, no, and, 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 and that is kind of SEO taken in isolation is meaningless and it won't help your mm. business long term. SEO needs to be associated with branding and marketing. Mm, Ooh, exactly. I like that quote. Christine, who does the transcripts. That's a great quote.
0: <laughs> Write that down.
1: <laughs> and yeah, and she, we, we pull out quotes, and Christine pulls out the quotes, and uh, and it's one of the lovely things about this team is that everybody has a role. And I, as I mm. go through these interviews, I think, oh, at least it does the Calicube Pro platform. We've just released a knowledge panel checklist, which was um, the the whole funnel, the whole marketing channel is. Uh, designed by Katrina and promoted by Joanna Marianne. And I really love the fact that in my mind, I can see who's doing what. And as I talk mm. about this, I think about the person who represent mm. the as- represents the aspect I'm talking about. And that makes mm. it really human. And that really speaks to me. Yeah. No,
0: that, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, I, we do have a team, but it's all remote. So we're not oftentimes in the same room. So I can I'm kind of tell like.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, no the, the team is completely remote. And I've never met oh, them it? in person.
0: Oh, really?
1: Cool. Oh, okay, I'm not that just. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so the team is remote um, and we're going to have a, a team get-together in March for the first time.
0: Wonderful. Yay, you must be all looking forward to it. Well,
1: we announced it today. So oh. everyone's kind of got. oh, wow, this is really so. It's, 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 it's cool. the big surprise of the day. So I'm kind of excited about it. And we were discussing okay. our different emotions and there was excitement, there's worry. Uh, and our, my, my objective was keen. Um, I'm enthusiastic. Um, I think Elisa was enthusiastic as well. Mm. And it's really lovely to hear the emotions that the team members feel for something like that. Mm. Um, I think I'm just a bit of an old hippie really at the end of the day. (laughs)
0: Wonderful. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm I wanted to. I'm going to ask it last question, which wasn't planned, and we're supposed to be like finishing soon. But um, I, I have to because we kept talking um, how to check like if if your digital footprint is messy, you Google your yeah. name. What about if you're just starting a brand? Like, oh. is that a good time to to be talking to you or or
1: how does it work? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it, it's a great question because. When you're starting a brand, you need to think about where you're going to strategize, where you're going to place this information, what information you're going to place. So you would immediately go and see a brand specialist who would create your images and your texts and help you with with the branding itself and the brand message. Mm. And then it kind of stops. And what we're we're working with a company called Fake who Mm. do that work. And they've just realized that we can help with the next step, which is Mm. now let's plan how to get it out to your audience on the internet. And we will use Google. Understand how best to do that. Mm. And what we do is we've got a a concept called entity equivalent. So we find 100 uh, entities, companies who are very similar to you. So you would think competitors, but it's not always competitors. Mm. So think slightly competitors, but it needs to be the same geo region, the same entity type company or person, depending on Mm. which one you're working on, and the same industry. Mm. And then we put that into CaliQ Pro and we build a template of what the brand SERP and the knowledge panel should look like. Mm. And then we work towards that template. And that mm-hmm. means you prioritize all the right things. You know what your potential audience, your future audience is seeing within that industry for that entity type within that geo region. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly which buttons to press for Google. And pressing the right buttons for Google necessarily will get you in front of the right audience if you've done the entity, and, uh, entity equivalent analysis that I talked mm-hmm. about. So a new brand starting out, don't underestimate how powerful building from the brand SERP outwards will be. Mm.
0: So, yeah, in a way, I guess it's it's better of just starting building it well from the outset than trying to pick up the pieces afterwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the people, most of the companies who come and see us are trying to pick up the pieces and we do mm-hmm. massive spring cleans for them. <laughs> a spring clean of the digital ecosystem. Um, <laughs> and we spend about a year doing it and they say, but it, you know, the first month is already done. And he said, but once you've done the spring clean, we need to actually make sure that it's consistent across a year because that's the period of time that Google needs to fully understand and be confident in its understanding. Mm. So it's a year's task. The initial spring clean is huge and it's slow and it's difficult and it's boring. Mm. But then you need the consistency. So you need to track, you need to maintain, and you need to make sure that the flow of content and information about your brand is consistent across that year. Mm. So we have a, a, a year of work cleaning up. Most people come to us for that problem. Some for rebranding, uh, very few for brand launches. And it's a little bit like SEO. Is SEO tends to be the thing that the... Um, marketing team will put right at the end, just before they la- launch the mm. site or afterwards. Mm. And it's a huge mistake. You need to bake SEO into your website. You mm. need to bake Google's understanding of who you are, what you're doing, which audience you serve into your digital marketing strategy from the get-go. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Hey, we I agree. A, yeah. <laughs> I had an analogy when you said about the consistency, like there's one thing tidying up and then it has to be consistent over one year. And I'm thinking about my kid's bedroom. <laughs> Where they, where they, where they? We tied it up. It's all tidy. And in two days, it's like, ooh, like something exploded here. And it's like, yeah, you you know, it works. If you, if you, you know, you you have to keep putting those things back there, and otherwise, it just doesn't make much sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's a great analogy. Um, I think people and companies don't realize that over time they Mm. keep pushing this stuff out, and other people write about them, and keeping Mm. keeping a grip on that is hugely challenging and hugely
0: important. Absolutely. Well, where can people reach you? Last thing I'm going to you. Well,
1: if you want to find me, you search Jason Barnard on Google, J-A-S-O-N-B-A-R-N-N-R-D, <laughs> and the, the result it provides you will have the facts on the right-hand side in the knowledge panel, and then a choice of how you want to connect with me. My own personal website, if you want to know more about me and the blue dog and the punk folk musician. My company website just below that if you want to do business with me. My articles, if you want to learn more about this particular topic. Uh, and if you search for CaliCube, you'll get the same thing. You search for CaliCube, you get the company at the top, then the best platform, then our academy, then our Twitter feed, then our LinkedIn profile, and then I think I come down at the bottom somewhere. <laughs> so you can interact with the company in a similar manner. And now I want to get the team page right up there mm. at the top. You get the home page and then the rich site links underneath with the team page, the about page, the login page. And that mm. means that people can then interact directly with my team pretty much straight from the Google search. Mm. Love
0: that. Right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Jason. I'm yeah, sure that will be enjoyable for our audience as well.
1: Brilliant. And it was a really lovely new angle for me. And as I said, the reason I don't talk about domains and branding more explicitly is because people don't often ask me. And I absolutely loved talking about it.
0: Mm. No, and it's absolutely related. It's absolutely connected to to what you're doing. I think again, I'm I'm going to draw a parallel with domains. But people see that as uh, like, oh, leave that to the tech guys, and, and yeah. you, you know, the the search engine, the results, or leave that to the whatever guys. And it's like, no, it, it's really, really important for your brand, and which is, mm. you know, literally your business, your core of, of, of what you do, and, and how people see that. So, absolutely,
1: yeah. uh, and and Google uses your domain name to as a representation of you so your domain name becomes phenomenally valuable because it Mm. associates you with that domain name the domain Mm. name itself becomes google's access to your brand Mm. so you need to make sure a the domain name is logical and helpful for your user and then once it's anchored in you keep it you maintain it and you make sure that it stays clean because it Mm. represents you it's a representation of your brand and Mm. google's access